This episode of the I Needed That Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and NeuroGum and Mints, buddy. I've been hearing for some friends, Chris. Everybody's on the NeuroGum and Mints kick. They dig it. <laughs> I know. The thing is, as long as they just try it, we know they're going to like it. Yeah. So they're, they're throwing a good party. <laughs> Wait, I don't think you can explain enough this little caffeine hack that you have and the reason that I think it's such a neat thing for people to try it. Yeah, well, we were just talking about it again this, this morning. morning. I know. And the, the, here's here's the best part about it is when you understand how your body is going to adapt to any kind of formula, any kind of caffeine and theanine, etc. Um, you, you always get that amazing feeling at first for the first few weeks, and then it starts to taper off a little bit. And this is it's funny because I, I kind of I have a rotation of between like coffee and an energy drink powder. And then as soon as you said, hey, hey, try one of these neuro mints, it was great because I got that pick me up. Like like when I had a cup of coffee for the very first time. Well, throw down right now. We've got a link waiting for you inside the show notes to link to NeuroGum and Mints. Uh, also, let's have uh, just a quick discussion about BetterHelp because we're getting some great feedback on there too. You and I both experience therapy. We both have done talk therapy. We've both done other modalities. Um, give me give me one of your biggest takeaways from talk therapy, man. It's something that you, you use even to this day. Well, you know, the one thing having literally just spoken with my therapist a week and a half ago, going through my own things. Um, we have the answers inside, but we need that connection with someone else to help us find them. And that's, I've been doing therapy for seven plus years and every single therapist, they, they just know how to ask the right questions to help us find the answers inside of us. But the thing is I've, in 45 years of my life, I haven't been able to find it myself. It's always been in the interaction, the connection with another human who also kind of can understand it because they're, they're not in they're, they're not in the forest, right? They're, they're not stuck in it. So they can step outside. They can see where my mind might be going, ask a couple questions and give me that aha moment. And it's, it has changed my life significantly. How about yourself? Well, it's the truth, man. I just think that's what it is. They ask you the question so you can find the answers yourself. That's it. Because we all know we're never going to change anything about ourselves until we're ready to change. Bingo. And we're not going to ever be ready to change until we see it in ourselves. Oh, so yeah. if you want to save 10% on your first month of BetterHelp, we've got a link uh, set up for you guys in the show notes. You can just head on over to uh, the I Needed That podcast, open up any one of our show notes and the links there at the bottom for both NeuroGum and Mints and BetterHelp. Should we do a podcast? Well, absolutely. Let's Let's go. go. I needed that. I'm down for that. I think that's cool. I needed that. Co-hosted by Matthew Blades is available on all streaming platforms, everybody. Again, we're talking with Rachel from season five of my show. And we tend to do that a lot with a ton of things is like try to pass on ownership. You know, I'm a confident, badass woman. That's what I say to myself. I just stopped feeling like you anymore. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and being like, who is this chick? I am MIA and I, I need to get myself back. Needed that too. I needed to be here so bad, so bad. Man. I look forward to these Monday morning recording sessions. Hi, Chris Paul. Hello, Matthew Blades. How you feeling? I'm doing well, my friend. I'm with you, man. I I need to start my Mondays this way. Yeah, yeah. Let me explain every. Let me explain Chris's life to everybody. Chris is under currently underwater right now, and he's got one of those recyclable. Uh, paper straws that he's using to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that thing is soaked and it's collapsing. 
But all all for the most wonderful reasons. Yes, uh, buddy. Busy working away. Listen, by the time this comes out, I believe the app is out, bro. Yes. Yes. In yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. The, the app should be out now. Right now. And so I'm probably hustling just as hard, just keeping up with it. And also, of course, you know me, building 2.0. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just let this one live for a hot sec first, <laughs> yeah, right. man. Come on. No way. It can't happen. I'm, I'm not programmed that way. You have been busting it for the last year on <laughs> On this thing and uh, the kept app with Chris Powell yeah. is out yeah. right now. Let's go. I hope you guys are loving it so far. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. So, well, we're gonna get to another incredible transformation story today. Uh, it is by looking at the calendar, also just days away from our 10k tour with Lululemon. We're gonna be running that 10k race together uh, up in Scottsdale. How's your training coming along, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what training? <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say I have not been hitting the trails no. nearly as much as I needed to. Mm-hmm. But but nevertheless, I'm praying that my my fitness foundation is going to get me through these uh, these 6.2 miles. How about yourself? How's your training coming along? Yeah, it's going okay. I I, I feel like I'm gonna you know listen. I don't love to run, and I and I don't know if I've mentioned that before in the podcast <laughs> once or twice. But I don't love to run, and so what my plan is is just get myself fit enough to not you know sort of pass out during this thing. But <sighs> I did. Uh, I worked as a volunteer this weekend at the AZ48 half marathon. Oh no way! You did that? Yeah, I didn't oh. do it. I didn't run it, but I were I was like the water and snacks guy. Which is, that's where I land. That's my, that's my job. (laughs) Hold on. How did you get that gig? Uh, Well, the hockey team volunteered to, uh, to, to help out at the finish line and, and, um, you know, support the runners as they cross the finish line with their medals. They didn't do medals this year. Actually, they did these like beautiful ceramic coasters. Oh, wow. Cool. It was a great idea because you yeah. think about it. Like, remember when we did the Tough mutter and we had the medal and you made fun of me for wearing it for a few days? Now <laughs> yes. what they do is they've got the coaster and here we go. We just, we, 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 we did the thing. We use it as a coaster in the house and we get to always memorialize the, uh, the day. That's awesome. So, are, so, so are you inspired and motivated now to go do the 10K? I know that it won't be as bad as I'm thinking it's going to be because there, there was a lot of uh, people who did this half marathon, which is 12 miles. Yeah. Well, a marathon's 26.2, so it's 13.1. Okay, so, the, oh, that's why yeah. you always see 13.1 on that's, cars. That's it, yes. <laughs> Light bulb just went off from yeah, me, everybody. Yeah, you'll see 13.1, 26.2, you'll see 70.3. What's that? Then, that's a half That's a half Ironman. Oh. And then, of course, double that, so there's going to be 140.6. But the you, point is that these 5Kers were fast. There was a guy who did the 5K in, like, 18 minutes. Oh, dude, dude. If you do the math on that, you think about the speed at which that guy's got to be running. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. Dude, what's what's your fastest 5K? Do you know? No. I I, I no. I, I'm maybe 20 minutes? Yeah. 25 that's, minutes? That's still really good. 20 minutes for a 5K is fast, man. You're flying. Yeah, but I was that was I was in my 20s, I yeah. think. Yeah. That's a that's a, a sub 7 minute mile. I mean, yeah. yeah, that is cooking. It's like six. All right, so maybe it was twenty minutes for the first mile, and then twenty. Yeah, that's my, that's more like my time. Yeah, I think my best is like twenty four minutes or something. It's about eight minutes a mile. That's for a five k. Yeah, but you're not sure. really built for running. 
That's what, that's what my body tells me every time I run. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the voice in my head as, uh-huh. as I feel the pain. Yes. But right. we're going to have a blast. Yeah, no, It's no, going to no. be a party. We're just going to trot through the whole thing and laugh and have fun and pump other people up as we go through it. That is the coolest part about this yes. thing. Well, listen, why don't we uh, bring our next, our first guest in, our only guest of this podcast in, because, you, you know, when, when it comes to running, this is the guy most people think about when it comes to running. Uh, I think about him when I think about running through walls. Oh, is that right? Maybe <laughs> yes. I got that wrong. I was thinking that potentially he could help us out and, and add some advice to the thing. But once upon a time, you led this dude through a transformation on ABC's Extreme Makeup of the Weight Loss Edition. He's been on my radio show a couple of times. Tell me how you came to learn about Bruce, who is on the right side of our screen right yeah. now. One of the most powerful years of my life. How so? Is, uh, well, so he was uh, he was selected as a participant to be on our show. And, uh, I mean, there's there's a long story behind it. And we, we can even actually get into a little bit of the backstory. But uh, ultimately, he was selected. And uh, and we went through the probably one of the craziest emotional roller coasters of a ride of a year. Um, taking him th- through his journey of transformation. And I, I can honestly say that his transformation not just changed my life, but actually changed the lives of the entire crew and everybody else who was a part of his season um, because of who, just who he is and who he's always been as a person. And we're gonna get into that. Um, but man, I tell you, there's no doubt one of the most inspirational, motivational people I know who attacked his transformation and never looked back. Never looked back. Still yeah. attacking. Still still attacking and yeah. still helping others now go ahead and get started on their journeys and see through their journeys. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Well, so. Bruce, welcome to the I Needed That podcast. How are you, pal? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Man, I'm excited to be here, too. I guess you have <laughs> your own podcast, too, don't you? Yeah, we do. Um, we had Chris on just, um, I think, like... Uh, how long ago? That was just a couple couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a couple it was weeks a long ago. Well, we we're done do with, it again, man. Yeah. Well, after sure. after we're done with this one, let's let's rate the experiences on the comment card and see how we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. You know how that goes. I think we're. That's the funny thing is, me and Chris were talking. I think we started ours almost the same as your guys. Because how many episodes do you guys have? That you're like episode. 47, Seven, I think, yeah, or 48. Yeah, 47. we're at like 30, I think we're at 36. So we weren't far like behind of doing it. That's yeah. awesome. So, How have you found the experience to be? Um, It's a lot of ups and downs. I mean, one time we recorded, <laughs> forgot to hit a record, forgot to hit record. Um, oh, just like, you know, just like uh, all I need to do is turn on my mic today before we got on here. That's the reason we couldn't get to work, you know, uh. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I mean, but we did. We had a we had a guest on, and actually, I had the Zoom and everything set up, and uh, and then lo and behold, I didn't hit record for the Zoom, and so like, so I was like, uh, I got to call the guest and be like, um, I need to deeply apologize. That was a great <laughs> podcast. You know what? Only us three are going to be the ones that know exactly what's said and uh, and uh, forever. <laughs> so I'm we get to redo it. <laughs> Oh, I man. love that, man. I told Chris before that I had a moment like that on the radio, and I think the guest was Kelly Clarkson, and we had this insane 20-minute interview with Kelly Clarkson, and then when we got done, I looked at my crew, and I was like, oh, my God, I forgot to hit the record button. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so the next day, we just went on, and we told everybody what we talked about. Man, yeah. what are you going to do? There we go. We've all had those moments. It's funny. In, in season one of the show, Alex, he was it was his finale, 
and uh, our DP, which is the, the director of photography, um, literally we, we shot the whole finale. And Bruce, you, you know this whole thing really well because it is a full-on production. Oh, shot yeah. the whole thing, and uh, we're wrapping everything up, big celebration, and he's just ghost white. And he's and I see him lean over, lean over and have a, a little talk with our executive producer Matt at the time, and I see Matt throw his clipboard and go walking off the field. And I look over and and he's got his face in his hands. He double punched the the camera, so he literally he hit it to record and accidentally hit it again, and the whole thing stopped. And so there's only there's one shot of the whole. Somehow they made some magic with it. And then they had me go back and do some pickups of like Hilarious, reactions man. and everything. Wow. Yeah. It was Rob. That would have that been bad. That yeah. would have happened on mine. That would have been way bad. Bruce, you, you know, I Rob. We had to hook me up to oxygen after mine. What's that? Do you remember that? Do you remember when we had to hook me up to ox- uh, uh, oxygen in the back after mine? Because <laughs> yes. I came out with so much energy and for the final weigh in, it was so fired up. Remember, I just like literally just gave You know how people. Players say they left it all on the field. They need the auction and everything. That finale, I gave everything I had when I walked out of there and, and did that last way in. So that was a lot of fun. Dude, that sure. was – you gave you gave your all that entire year. So it was the perfect finale for you because literally he came off stage after his finale and the emergency crews, they had to hook him up to oxygen <laughs> because he was just – there's so, so much energy up. and he was so hyped up. Yes. Well, was that the stage well, of the thing when you guys had the live crowd? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, CP had to change it. He made sure to change it, too, because – so here's a little behind the scenes that people don't realize. And I, I hit it. Okay. But, you know, CP, they want us to come out, like, two or three times, you know, to reach so they can get the shot here, the shot here. Right. And then you said – me and you got talking, and we're like, dude, this will ruin my whole episode if it's just not the first initial reaction. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we were like, they're going to have to wait and adjust and change up the the settings and – and Chris went and talked to Matt and was like, dude, he's right. Like, if we change this up now, we're not going to get the raw, authentic like it was throughout the whole episode. So we're just going to have to come back and redo these shoots. And I-, I couldn't believe Matt agreed because it made us have to redo everything. But, dude, there was no – I'm a one-time guy when it came to that. Yeah. It was like, we're walking out, we're going all out, and whatever's <laughs> being said is going to be said. And that's the way we're going with it. And, and they so, did it and they captured the whole thing and the crowd went nuts. I mean, Bruce, you had, nuts. you had how many people fly in from Utah? Probably 40 people literally made the well, trip from Utah to Los Angeles. Remember where they got him a bus? Yes, <laughs> that's right. He had a, he had a, literally a small town bust from Utah to Good Los Angeles to, to support yeah, him in his finale. Man, he, he, this guy can rally the people. That's right. for sure. Well, listen, Girl. I want to get into this journey of yours, Bruce, and uh, there's a couple of pieces of it that I'm going to harp on a little bit myself just because I'm so fascinated by them. But, okay, let's back up. What year was he on your show, Chris? So we met in 2013. Okay, so 20, I'm going to take you back to 2011, 2012. Um, what's happening to Bruce's life in 2011, 2012 that's marching you towards a place where you're like, man, I really, like... I got to do something. And then eventually you start applying to be on the show and, and you get selected. But um, what, what's going on in 11 and 12 to lead up to this? Um, I'm coaching high school football. I'm working at a gas station. I'm the night manager. I'm pounding uh, regular soda on a, 300 ounces of regular soda on a daily basis, living in a basement, playing Call of Duty till six in the morning, wake up, you know, when I come home from work and then go chill, do my thing, eat a lot of food and be just live party and go coach football. Pretty much that was what I was doing all the time at the high school going in there. I was actually also working as the attendance, um, the attendance person at the high school. So 
it was always, uh, if you wanted some absence cleared, you go over to the burrito for Burtos or whatever it's called here would be for Burtos in Arizona. Betos is what it was called in uh, Utah. So pretty much same thing, you know, it just has to have the potatoes at the end, I guess. Um, but, but, so like, so I was pounding it, pounding my car, carne asada fry and uh, my breakfast burrito, added a little bit of sour cream in there. You know what I mean? And they, they loved that. And then, um and uh, that's what I was doing, man. And living my best, I mean, I thought I was living my best life. You know what I mean? And all honestly, I, I was a, I was a different kind of a uh, 400 pound guy. I would, I would say. And I think Chris would know that, even though like, even though he would say when they first met, they were like, there's no way that this guy's like, he is as pumped up on life. Even though I wasn't pumped up, like I had my demons, but at 400 pounds, I, I wasn't your typical 400 pound person. That's like depressed and wanted to die and all this stuff, because there's just so much appreciation that goes into life in general, you know? Well, yeah, so. especially everything that you had been through, because you'd already been there where you were depressed yeah. and you wanted to die, Exactly, you know, especially considering just your, your history in the past with, with your abuse. And we don't need to go too far into it. I know a lot of our viewers, they've probably seen your episode, but for those who haven't, when you want to just, just give us a, a just a brief history. Yeah. Uh, so, um, obviously if you haven't, I was sexually abused from my father and that's kind of where, uh, if you haven't ever seen my episode, that's where it kind of stems from what it, what it all goes through. And then. Um, I had a lot of my stuff by obviously eating and gaining a lot of weight. And that was my addiction. And, um, and then I tried to take my life um, as, as later years in my life. And then the belt broke, thank goodness. And um, I came back to this earth and got a lot of uh, serious therapy and, and, um, and all this stuff went down. And then it was just a, it was just a amazing experience. And obviously make a long story short, I got casted for extreme weight loss and um, a blessing was a, uh, was occurred and it was the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. Were you simultaneously terrified to go through the journey? Um, I was, I was, and wasn't, um, I think I was just so, I was so fed up with like where I was in life. Like Mm. I, I just was so freaking sick and tired of like, and it's so funny you say that because so many people out here on this journey and they ask, they like, what was like, was the brick? I was just like I was tired of sitting on the edge of my bed and wondering like what was my life supposed to be like. Like I said, yeah, I live, but like sitting on the edge of my bed and just being like, man, am I just what am I doing? Like, and I know so many people have to be um, that are driving right now, and if they're on their transformation, like just sitting there, and and I know you know exactly what I'm talking about, and and I know Matt, you've had your own demons with like where you've been dark places, and you do get up and you just sit there, and I know you have too, Chris. What the hell am I even talking about? All three of us on here. You know, where we've sat on the edge of our bed and we've been in that dark place. And it's like, dude, what do I need to do? Like, I'm willing to do whatever it takes at this point because I hate this so freaking bad and I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, You know, and it, it that hurt, that mental side hurt more than anything. And that was just like, I was ready, man. And, and they asked me if I was ready and I told them I'll give them everything I got that entire year without a doubt. Yeah. Dude, I love this guy so much. Can I ask I one know. quick question? <laughs> of course. It's a little bit sensitive, Bruce, but uh, uh, dealing with the abuse that you had with your father, and then you said you went and you started working with therapists to kind of dig into this. Some, would you be able to help anyone who's been down that road understand some of the things that you learned about why or how you were being triggered to, you know, like you said, eat too much or drink too much soda? It, we, <sighs> Gosh, I'm probably not asking this right, but what were the correlations between the abuse and the weight gain that you discovered through therapy that somebody else could 
learn about and be better on, or at least get some insight on? Um, I think one of the things is, is acceptance. Um, okay. I think one of the things was like, and I'm, I know that sounds like crazy, but I was accepted as the person that could come in and eat all the food, be the jolly big guy, be the guy that like brought so much joy. And, and I was looking for that void through, um, with my dad, right? Like looking up for the approval, being the best that I could be, you know, believe it or not, I was the best eater. So hands down, I could go in, slam all the food and I bring the life of the party and everything else. And I always wanted some, some to feel loved. And in a way it was like, that's how I was loved. Like I was loved as you know, you're going to call me if you're going out to eat, my friends are going to bring me to the place. If we're going out to eat, they'll know, Oh, Bruce will come. He'll freaking, he'll be a blast, you know, but at the same time, that also was some of the most hurtful comments that I've had, you know, or some of the hurtful things that hurt myself. And, and then it just, it just, it, but then getting selected for extreme weight loss and everything else is like, I found a whole nother way that I can be appreciated and be loved. And I mean, and if you've seen the episode, it's like with Chris, when we're doing red rocks and everything, it's like, would I give my effort and who I am? That's all that matters. You know, that's, that's it. So tell me about the first time you met, tell me about the first time you met Bruce. Oh, well, the, 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 it was actually the producers who told me about him beforehand. Cause they're like, man, you, wait till you get a hold of this guy. <laughs> he's, he is uh man. He's, he's got more energy than you could ever imagine. That's what and, I love about and they're you, like, and, and the thing is you think that he's going to wear out and he doesn't. And so I, I remember them telling me about him. And then uh, of course, when, when we met just in conversation, it's like he was so real yes. and so raw mm. and authentic we were, we were all rooting for him. And, and now again, and, and Bruce, we, let's, let's totally go behind the scenes because, and we talked about this actually when I was on, on his podcast, we talked about the fact that, um, he was not cleared, um, for, for, to actually go through the process yet. In fact, everyone else, we were in the, we were already going through the you process medically? of yeah, selecting people. Yeah. Just because of the, what he had gone through with the abuse with his father. Oh, I see. Okay. And so, yeah. And so they, they wanted to make sure that he was going to be okay to go through this process because mentally, okay. Physically yeah. I was clear. Oh yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Phys- makes sense. Physically clear. But psych- the psychologist said, well, we need to do a handful more you know, more, um, sessions with him to make sure that he's, he's safe to go through this process for himself because man, it's, you go through some, it's some psychological, it's psychologically straining to go through a year of this with cameras in your face, feeling that pressure and all that. And so, um, but the thing is like, in the meantime, he was already going through because we bring everybody to Colorado at the same time. So there's, at one time, 50 individuals who all want to be a part of this show. We fly them in from across the nation, and they're all together at at uh, Colorado at, at the University of Colorado. It's like this this Anschutz campus. Oh, I remember it vividly. Yeah, and so they're all together, and and for two weeks, where everyone gets to know each other, and then we're kind of, we're selecting the people, and well, but they don't know it yet because we're just getting to know them, and then behind the scenes, we're figuring out who the who the people are that we feel are truly ready to transform. And the thing is everybody loved Bruce, but we were just, we were all, you know, waiting on pins and needles for the psychologist to give a green light. And they're like, Oh, we don't know. And we need to spend some more time with them. And so in the meantime, we'd been selecting everybody else, getting ready to go surprise them. And actually we actually started all of their surprises. But the the thing is Bruce made such an impression with all of these people that were there. I mean, he was just, he was leading the hikes and he was, he was just, he was the alpha who was out there just rallying everybody and keeping the momentum and, and the, the motivation so high. And it was like, man, 
we don't want to get rid of this guy because he is he's leading the pack here, which is just so he just kept the the energy and just the vibe that he created a culture that was just of this whole group became unstoppable because he was in it. It was really powerful. And so, um, been a coach your whole life, man. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. in, it's like yeah. you mentioned the football thing. It's like, it's, it's, it's in you, man. It's never going to leave. Mm-mm. No, he's, it is in his blood. He cannot, even if you tried not to be motivational and inspirational, you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't do it, dude. It's, it's, it's who you are. Now I want to ask really quick, Bruce, did you know about all this kind of psychological stuff? Like, and, and were you aware of the fact that you were on the bubble maybe to be chosen for the show based on some of these things? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a, what it's funny. It's like, cause Chris, you know, goes to the home States and, and surprises them. And that's where I found out. Like, so the producer, he was sitting there with me and he was like, Hey, I got good news and bad news. And I'm like, what the heck? Um, and he's like, well, the good news is you're going to Colorado. And I'm like, yeah, I went nuts. Like I went crazy. <laughs> he's all, but the bad news is Chris isn't coming to surprise you. And uh, you haven't been cleared yet though, to be on the show yet. But he's mm. but he said what uh, he said what Chris said is just like they want me there um, for the positivity of the group and everything else. They think that's more important um, to to help build. So it was really hard. I, I'm going to be honest, like we were talking about on the podcast, it was hard for me those first three weeks being out there um, because you see all the joy of them coming in because I was actually the first one to go to Colorado, too. So I was by myself um, when I got there and just like just started working. And, you know, and I was like, you know what, there's, there's uh, one of my good coaches, um, one of my coaches, that's obviously a, a mentor and stuff. And he just said, Hey, you go and give it the best you got. This is the opportunity that you're, that you're given. And, and he said, just go there and um, make them, un- make yourself undeniable, make it yourself is, just so like, so like that they just can't send you home ever. Even if you don't make the show, they're just like, they cannot send you home. <laughs> and he's all, you be the, you be, you be, you be, First in every workout, you be first in everything that they do. You be there all the time. You you soak up every opportunity that you have. And I was like, all right, all right, this is it. This is the moment. And um, and and obviously the show also did a lot of uh, helped me with therapy, which was huge. And I know a lot of people wonder, like, hey, do we get therapy? Do we get stuff like that? And they offer that on the show. And and um, I was offered that, and I took full advantage of that as well. So I was I was willing to do um, whatever it takes. And I think. Um, that's one of the biggest things I think a lot of people, when it comes to transformation, not just in physical of losing weight, but just everything It's like, are you willing to do whatever it takes to get to that next level, to take yourself to a place to really change your life? Does it hurt bad enough, um, to keep going, you know, and, and to change. And we all live in this comfort zone. I mean, if you have a house, you have a wake up every day, you get in a car, you drive away, you come home, you get to lay in a comfy bed, you know, like it's hard to, change, you know, like, cause that's comfort, you know what I mean? And even as miserable as we are, sometimes that's living in, uh, the comfort zone is living in misery. At least, you know, it. Mm-hmm. And you know, we yeah. talk about it all the time here, right? At least, you know, it. it's comfortable and there's a lot of value in that. Yeah. And, and for him, he was willing to do anything he was, and he's, he's especially willing to put in the work with the psychologists. Yeah. And it was like, okay. So we, we were all rooting for him. And, uh, sure enough, the day came where Actually, Bruce, yeah. you, you got to tell the story when, when Matt talked to you about how the whole thing went down. You, you, tell, Dude, you tell better than I do. It was so crazy because I remember it like it was yesterday. We were hiking. We were hiking some weird mountain in Colorado that day. I don't know if you remember CP, but I had my jazz shirt on. I had rods. 
headphones. Do you remember? It is. You were talking to me a lot. Yeah, you were. It was like uh, Tabletop Mountain or Table Mountain or something. It was over by the Coors Factory. Mm-hmm. You yeah. did the hike and then it was all flat and we and yeah. we were supposed to run to the thing back. We had two hours. Yeah. And you guys were there. And uh I remember you were talking to me a lot that day and I was like, oh CP and he's off. And you just gave me a nudge, like, hey, we're uh filming a little, maybe something, you know, I heard you're filming tonight or something. And I was like, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I guess so, you know. And um and so um later on that night we'd go to the gym and, and they're like, Oh, we missed some stuff back at your home, so we need you to lift some weights. So I'm like, All right, cool. So I'm lifting weights and Matt stops it and he's like, All right. I got two things for you. I'm like, you've been cleared. And I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm like, yeah. And he's all, but you might not be on extreme weight loss. So I'm like, holy crap, dude. And he's all like, he goes, uh, he goes, JD has another show of like some other weight loss show. I can't remember what it was called, but, and he says, if JD walks through the door, you're going to go pack your bags and go to that show. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Cause I'm like, I just, I mean, these are all the people that I love, you know? And then he's like, but if Chris walks to the door, you've made extreme weight loss. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And so I'm so like, I'm lifting and I'm like, all of a sudden, and then boom, Chris comes running in. So it's a real surprise. So like, I'm happy. I generally am happy because I'm like, I'm not going home. These cast members that I've made a bond with, like, that's undeniable. Um, like the bond that you make, the bond that I've already made with Chris and Heidi in general, the bond I've already made with the producers and everybody else is like, not going away, you know, and, and I had never felt that bond in like my entire life. And so it was the, it was the coolest thing in the world. And just like, I was ready to go and, um, and the greatest year of my life, obviously. It was, it was a genuine reaction. Mm. And that was, yeah. that was the beginning of a wild year for all of us. Now, why do you choose to year wild? Wild in the most beautiful way. It was, it was truly transformative and actually, okay. So Bruce, I'm going to speak to this one. To watch, so th- through Bruce's journey of transformation, for those of you who didn't see the show, um, you know, his, who, he was abused by his father. It was actually the year that his father came up for parole, of all things, was in the middle of his, this transformation. And so here's, finally Bruce is getting the psychological help that he, that he needs, and so he's working on this. And he had therapy beforehand, but now he can actually really go through the, and do the mental work. And so he's always been leading the pack physically, and he's, he's always just crushing it. The energy just it stayed high. But through this process where his dad came up for parole, where we actually all went out to, to Utah, and we actually, the, the, the court actually allowed us into the prison. Oh, I remember this episode, and I don't remember any of the episodes, but I really do remember this episode because it was so powerful. And it was, it was as real as it gets. And let me tell you, Bruce approached that whole situation and addressed his father with such love and compassion and forgiveness that changed every life in the courtroom. He addressed his father. He confronted him right there. Again, it was, it was pure love and forgiveness. And it was, and it was so genuine all of us walked out different. And I don't know about and Bruce, I, I, I know you know this, but from that moment on, it was just like, it was like the parking brake. He was already a juggernaut, but I mean, like we didn't even realize what the potential was there. And it just, he went crazy after that. And it was in the most wonderful way. And it was just, it was, it was nonstop. Um, it's making you tear up. A yeah. Little bit. Yeah, man. It was, it was, it was, uh, 
you know, you, you go through those, those kind of flagpole moments in your life where you're like, man, that, that I was changed there. And, you know, and so we all, we all have those. That was definitely a flagpole moment for me. And it was, Bruce was the, he was the inspiration behind it. It was, it was him setting such a beautiful example for what love and forgiveness could be. Is this question allowed? Um, what, what were the steps you had to take Bruce to get to a place where you could be loving in that moment and be forgiving in that moment? And a lot of people think forgiveness is letting somebody off the hook. It's not, it's, it's not dad. That was okay. That's not what you're saying here, but you do, you, you no. do in forgiveness, choose to set things down that you've been carrying. So how did you get to a point? Because you have to know, right? There's a, there's millions of people that are, that are abused every single year and they will never be able to forgive that person sure. who did that thing to him. So, or you, how did you get to that path to forgiveness? What did a shrink um, tell you? What did you tell yourself? Help us understand that. I, I think it's a big combination of things. I know, uh, CP like says, Oh, I got up there and whatever else there. there. No, I didn't, I didn't get up there by myself. You know, like I got up there by myself and physically. Yes. But I mean, the, the therapy that I went through, um, Chris, Chris helped out a ton. We did a ton of, we did a bike ride and I still remember the bike ride to this day. Like we were riding in San Francisco together. And, um, and I remember Chris just saying like, dude, you, you know, cause he was as angry as anybody too, you know, because I mean, we've been through a lot together. And I remember him just saying, like, hey, just, like, take the good, you know, take the good out of it and um, and, and reminding me of stuff. And, and he said some things on the bike ride that um, were very personal, and, and I've taken those things to heart. And um, it helped me, helped me set up to be forgiving him and the entire cast, the entire um, – I mean, I've, God, I've, I did 37 episodes of, of my own podcast. I haven't gotten emotional, and I don't usually get emotional on a podcast, but – I mean, it was, it was a life changing thing. And, um, there's just so many people that were an inter part of it from, from my cast members to like Jace to like David to, to Rod, bless his heart, Josh, um, Georgiana, all these people that I could just go on and on about Brandy, Charita. I mean, the, the I don't want to leave any of them out and, you know, and, uh, and just all their support and the love that they showed me is like, Hey, it's all right. You're not a you're not a victim of, of what happened to you. You're a whole different person and you have a mission on this world to do. And and that's the way I looked at it. And and they told me that. They said you have a mission and you have a chance to let everybody um to know that it's okay and you can turn your life around. You know, and that's the way I looked at it. And um because like you said, there's so many people out there that have been abused that have been just so many things that happen to them on a daily basis and they and they can't move past it and they can't get over it. And they can't do it. And um, I felt it was my duty and God gave me an opportunity to be there. And I, I took it and he said, Hey, this is your mission and uh, run with it and you take it and do what you want. And um, he put all these individuals in my life and uh, they have back. And when you have, when you have this many individuals, that have your back. You can overcome anything. And that's why I always say, find your people like, and you got it. And you got to try like, so many people out there like, oh, you're you're so lucky to be on the show. Da, da, da. No, I had to fight to be on the show. That's what people need to realize. And and I was and I was and, and I did get the opportunity, but I had to fight. People don't know that I tried out for Biggest Loser seven times, Extreme Weight Loss three times, and I was denied every single time. But I didn't give up. And I had to fight, like Chris was saying, to go through therapy, to go through all the workouts, go through everything, and then I have to fight every single day 
to this day. He said 2023, 2013, it's 2023. But you still have to fight every single day, every single day that you wake up. You still have to fight the demons every single day that you that you put your foot down. You still have to fight the darkness. You still have to fight the thoughts. You have to fight. You have to continue to fight every single day. But every single day that you put your head down at night, you freaking won. That's the bottom line. And if you've overcome something in your life and you're still overcoming it, then that's all that matters, man. But people think that a before and after picture with transformation, that's what it boils down to. I'll tell you what, it doesn't. It boils down to what we did. Well, that's more powerful. No, like you said, you don't you don't remember an episode. You don't remember very many. You don't remember me at finales. Hell, you don't remember that shit. You remember that parole hearing and that impact. That's what people remember. Yeah. You know, and, and it's crazy to me that the like if we think about it, there's all these transformations that Chris has done. But you know what? What they remember from each and every episode is the little moments they had. They don't remember the numbers on the scale that they got. Right. That's what's so crazy about all this stuff. And and that's what people need to realize. Like you can you can post the before and after, but what's more powerful is to see where I came from and what I overcame, you know, and not only me, but so many people with transformation. I love you, bro. Thank you so much for, for going there. That's insanely powerful. Well, and the thing is you, you, uh, you talked about 2011 sitting on your bed thinking, is this my life? Like, what, what am I here for? We went through a crazy journey from 2013 to 2014, but here we are 10 years later. And to say that you've transformed your life is an understatement. I mean, okay, let's let, let's move on from yeah. from 2013 to 2014, where you lost. I mean, granted, you put in the work, you lost yeah. the weight, and then the real journey began because it's like, okay, you got to your goal weight, and it's like, oh, okay, here's maintenance. And I'm going to say that from from the physical standpoint of it, but you made. You continued, you talk about fighting. You continue to fight every single day. You wake up, you put your feet on the ground. Can, can you just walk us through really quick? I mean, just, well, there's so much story to be told here, but like <laughs> you've done a lot with your life in the last 10 years and you, 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 you've come a long way since the gas station. We'll put it that way. You've completely changed yeah. your life. So let's talk about this. 2014 show is done. Where do you go? What do you do? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's crazy. Um, obviously I, I do have a book out there, but I can write another one after this. Cause everybody thought it was hunky dory. I just feel like with Chris, <laughs> Chris knows this. I was living out of my car, out of the trunk of my car, um, working on season five of extreme weight loss, being a cast coordinator, bouncing back and forth through house to house still, uh, feeling like, but I was in a different place this time than when I was 400 pounds living, bouncing around, do, wondering how I'm going to make a paycheck to paycheck. And, uh, but this time it was different, you know, and you had to fight and claw, just like I said, and, uh, these guys helped me get out of debt. Actually, <laughs> believe it or not, they don't know that they, they helped me get out of debt, um, which was an, another extreme moment of my life, um, to help me set up to be successful, um, to get to go where I'm go where I am now today. Um, and, uh, worked on the show and then kept, kept grinding, kept grinding. And then, then to make a, even speed it up a little bit. Chris came in. I didn't know what I was going to do. We, I moved to Arizona out of the blue to come back to with Chris and I. And, like, how, and they were like, holy shit, Bruce just showed up. And I brought my wife and everything. <laughs> and they weren't ready for us either. 
That's so Literally, he's like, I'm moving to Arizona. And a while back, I'm like, sweet, dude, that'd be great. Come on. And he's like, no, no. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming gonna... to live with you guys. Yeah. 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 yeah Packed like... it up, drove to Arizona. And it's like, he, that's, this is how he rolls. This is why he continues to do extraordinary things because he attacks change. Everyone's so scared of change. They're, they're scared of being comfortable. He just steps out of that comfort zone and continually pushes his boundaries outward. And I know you, for those of you listening, I'm, I'm literally taking my hands and I'm just, I'm, I'm pushing them outward because it's like he keeps expanding because it's just like, he's not scared of that. Sorry, Bruce, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's true. And then, you know, we were wondering what I was going to do. And I got denied again from like, oh, I couldn't find a job for the life of me. And, and, uh, I got, I, my last thing was like a lift and I drove my car down there and it didn't get approved. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm a failure in life. Like I go to all these things. And then I come back, Chris is like, dude, let's shoot a video in the garage and you can just start coaching people. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah, yeah. We've always wanted to do it. So Chris, like, remember, do you remember the CP? Of course I do. Right? In the garage yes. and you're like, all right, just, just be you now. Okay. So you're just going to tell people that you've started this thing. So we've run a couple takes. He's like, okay, well, let's do it again. Take a couple deep breaths. Da, 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 do it again. <laughs> and then he actually helped me write up my posts. Like we're typing up my posts and everything else. Then boom, next thing you know, we send out a thing, we get some people and I start coaching people and uh, we start, and then things start happening. And this was a few years after and, uh, and now just uh, still doing it, coaching people and helping people. And then, um, I always told Chris, I said, I want to do like a, a show and stuff like that. I want to help people and bring them out to Arizona, you know, and do it. And so I've done two seasons that just a small little show on, um, on YouTube, YouTube you know, and yeah. just help people. Yeah. Just help people change their lives. So it's been, it's been a crazy ride, you know, and it, and it's been fun and you know, it's crazy. Cause you're like, when you talk about it, like I was telling my group, I was like, you know, sometimes you got to sit back and just realize like what you've done and how far you've come, you know, because sometimes I'm sure you guys know this. You both know this is you sit there and you're like, man, I'm still haven't done anything. I haven't accomplished anything. Gosh, you know, and it's like it's like but then when you sit back and watch it and you take it in, it's like, man, you're 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 doing the best you can, you know, so. You're yeah, so it's been, much it's further than you ride. think. Yeah, you're oh. so much further than you think. When you actually sit this guy down right here and you're like, and you said, well, here's a marker. Let's start making a list of all the things you've done over the last 10 years. It, you run out of paper, you know, I mean, it's just, it just keeps going. But, and here's the thing um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to rewind back to in the garage, shooting that video for his coaching program. And uh, I remember telling him, I was like, well, what would you want them to know? So he gives me a, a few different things. And I was like, they're just the most beautiful bullet points ever. So, you know, he, so I was like, okay, so then I'm just going to roll just whenever you're ready to say it from the heart, you know? And so he starts, starts speaking from the heart. And the moment we pump that, that post out there, it wasn't like a couple people were like, oh, cool. I mean, Bruce, you were flooded with people yeah. because, yeah. because of the passion, the authenticity. the authenticity. And I'm telling you, everyone listening, what you see is what you get. We like, I'm going to go all the way back to when the producers are telling me about this guy who's full of energy, who's like ready to run through walls. I was like, yeah, he can't keep it up for more than a couple of weeks. We're going to see, we'll see him get tired and we'll see like the real Bruce come out. No, this is the real Bruce mm. and that's what everyone can feel. And so that's why when everyone wants him as a coach, because if you want someone to get you, to get you motivated, to pump you up when you're not feeling it yourself, man, you've got that in spades, dude. And, and you, and you can't turn it off. I've even seen you try to turn it off and you can't turn it <laughs> off. That's your gift. 
bro, that's your gift. Like that, that's your, that's your superpower. So you got to lean into it. it. Yeah. Well, I think all yeah. three of us have that coaching thing in eight in us and, and, and it is a blessing and a curse to see the potential in people. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, yeah. and, and yeah. I think when I asked you about that forgiveness bit, your answer kind of summarizes like people believed in me. There was a group of people around me that believed I could do it. And that in itself was what allowed me to step into that space. And, and th- to me, this is what you do. This is what you do better than 90% of the world is that you're able to see the potential in people and then help them get motivated to see it themselves. Yeah. 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 That's, that's it, man. And, and the back, just real quick to get on forgiveness. Like you were saying, Matthew is, is it's so true about, it doesn't make it right. And that, that's what everyone needs to understand forgiveness is not for the person it's for you mm-hmm. and people need to remember that like if you're looking for anything in return when it comes to forgiveness then you're not truly forgiving deep down inside wow. and and that's what people need to always remember um when it comes to that so if you're not ready for that then don't don't do it you know it's that simple let me get a couple of nuts and bolts questions for both of you guys so you go through the transformation of the first year i'm sure for everybody that year is just such a freaking wild ride to use your words um what was the transform journey for you like bruce over the next three to five years after the show yes um it was a it was a grind i mean it was still sucked um it was like <laughs> love that answer um dude it's just like i did i just had to keep setting goals and like i've done uh four is it four or five so bodybuilding shows i think it was you've done something like that so i've done that i placed i finally placed um and uh before anybody gets carried away i placed because i made the certain age group and i there was only three of us so i came in third (laughs) so it worked out marvelously um, so now when, if, if I ever do a show again, I pay attention to that, you know, yeah, right, <laughs> so, right, right. doesn't matter how many people are there. As long as I'm walking out the metal, I got the metal. Yes. Um, and so, um, and did that. And so it's been, it's been an up and down battle. Then obviously having a kid, um, gained a little bit of weight. So now I'm going back down. Um, not, not near like what weight gain was, you know, nobody's going to tell me like, Oh dude, Bruce looks like it, whatever. But I have a standard now that I want to keep for myself. And so it's like, I want to always live up to that standard. Amazing. And, um, and sometimes you, uh, and, and I always believe like standards, standards can, you want them to be set to sometimes not hit them, you know? Cause if you always are hitting a standard, what's the point? So like I have a standard of, of always being ready to roll. And so, um, I always know, I always just say I can do a little bit better today, a little bit better today. Do you guys know Ben Newman? Ben Newman. Do you know Ben Newman? I've heard the name. Yeah, he's like, I've he, heard the name. He's a performance coach. He's a mental performance coach. And really the crux of his training is this thing. If you could imagine a piece of paper, you write standard on top and you write feelings on the bottom. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing here. He's way deeper on this whole thing. But he says most of us show up for our lives based on how we feel. And the real f- successful people, the people that are able to achieve greatness, they set a standard for themselves, which is something you just said. They set a standard for themselves. And when they wake up every day, that's the thing they try to achieve. Mm. So you basically, you, you go from showing up and performing based on how you feel to waking up and going, this is what it's going to take. And I will do those things regardless of how I feel. And I, that's a really yeah. powerful teaching, man. And I tell it to all my, like I coach hockey, Bruce. And I tell it to all my kids. Oh, yeah. I'm like, you guys can't, you can't show up and play based on how you feel. Right. Because the problem with that is on the days you feel really good, you play awesome. But on the days where you don't feel very good, you lay an egg out there. What if you just showed up every day and you said, okay, this is the standard. I'm going to at least do this 
and then let let it just play out. Yeah. So it's a really great teaching, and I kind of felt compelled to to pass that along to you. So then, you mentioned you had a kid. What year did that? Take I was on? totally, I was totally going to go there. Also, I'm, I'm, I was waiting to to make the transition. I'm glad Let's go you fatherhood, did. Go fatherhood, buddy. When did this did. happen? Uh, a little over two years ago now. So oh, I mean, it's so funny. I made a post this like four days ago, and I got jumped all over. I had to delete a little thing, but I said like the first year was a living hell, <laughs> and I got the flack for that. But I was just like, people were like, "What living hell?" And I was like. Dude, not no, not very many people told me about this crap before. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's so great, man!" I'm like, "I'm gonna tell people really how it is." You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna tell people that you freaking want to pull your hair out and you get yes. frustrated. Yes. And then, and my one buddy said, "My one buddy said the best." I'm like, "Bro, when does it get better?" He's all 18. When they out. I'm like, "Okay, good to know." He's all never because I'm like because you know you always hear oh when they get three or four like it is a lot better. But he was like, "Bro." They're, each one brings their trouble. So just get ready. And I'm like, okay. They do. And here's the thing, dude. A lot, so many parents agree with you, but they're just too scared to say it because they're, but they're all feeling the same way. Well, they're like, oh my gosh. They both be. can be true. Hello, everybody. Like it can be a hell year and it can be the greatest year of your life. And those two things can exist simultaneously within the same hour yes. of the day. A thousand percent. Yeah. I said I wouldn't have trade. I still wouldn't trade it for anything. Right. Like it was hard and living hell, but I wouldn't trade it because you, it, it's how you all look at it. It's like, it's a, it's a literally a perspective and I learned a lot. You know yes. what I mean? I learned a lot about myself, just what it's all about. Uh, parents in general. I mean, you always hear all the time that people are like, Oh, the kids. And before you have kids, you're always like, man, come on, you know, like, excuse me. But then you, when you have kids, you're like, okay, now I get it. I yeah. get it. So <laughs> yeah, you do. So here's the thing. I, I remember even before having a child, you're like, dude, CP, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Like, I don't know what it's yeah. going to be like. So now looking back, how, uh, uh, aside from the, the hellish part, what has the, what has the whole process been like for you to have, to have oh, baby B, baby Braden, the cute, by the way, uh, the cutest little kid in the world. They make him cute. It, they yeah. make him cute. So it's we don't, we don't so have like, it, It's been so amazing. Like now, you know, like. Obviously, the other part, but it, it now that he's just like so much fun to rough house with and play with and get him where we watch football together now, you know what I mean? And try to, and we go outside, he gets in the pool. He's, he's loud and rambunctious. He'll just yell like loud and run back and forth, run back and forth and thinks it's so fun. And, um, it just the, and he's picking up on a few little words now and it, it, that's way fun. And he eats a ton of protein. Like the dude <laughs> probably eats a hundred grams of protein a day. I'm not even lying. <laughs> and it's just like, and it's just like, dude, I got my meal prep. And as soon as he sees me cooking it up, he comes running over. He's got to have the lean beef. He's got to have the chicken. Awesome. And I'm like, holy crap, dude. And then it's so it, but it, it's been so amazing. And dude, I can't believe how now I get the protection too. like, if he hurts himself or somebody like, like, dude, I get a temper and I didn't know. And now I get it. Like I see him running to a wall and like, he gets hurt. I'm like, Oh, who, whose fault is that? Yeah. Nobody's fault, but somebody's <laughs> going to take the play. Right. Now. You know, like, like yeah. I'm going to rip the freaking head off, you know, like, yeah. so it's just like man, it's just, it, you, this love for them is just like, I mean, it's undeniable, man. Yeah. And I get it, man. And you got to draw that fine line because it's like, can't give them everything, you know? And cause I was riding my Peloton today he comes running over to put his hand on the, the freaking thing and it's going to burn his hand. And I'm like, no. And he thinks I'm like yelling at him. And he, so he backs up, 
what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, no, but I didn't want you to get hurt, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, oh man, it's, it's, but it has been so much fun. Like I, I just have envisioned just taking them to the games, yelling Raiders and the Utes and all the fun <laughs> things we're going to do. And like, it's just going to be, uh, it's going to be awesome. I want to ask you a question that uh, Chris and I talked about before you and I got going. Um, Bruce, I'm big into this idea of being a transitional character in your lineage. Uh, let me explain what that means to me. What it means to me is that you're the person sent here to end the dysfunction in your family and change life for future generations. Okay. So growing up, experiencing what you did, uh, you will have to keep fighting. You will have to keep doing the work as my guest to be that transitional character for your kid, because I'm guessing there's about a hundred things that you have said, I'm never going to do that when I'm a dad. So what does that look like for you, man? As I break that idea down of you being a transitional character, in what ways are you being the father that you needed for yourself for Braden? 100% is like, I, I take a conscious effort to tell him every single day, like, I love him with all my heart and I love the effort that he gives every single day. Like, even if he can't understand me, I don't care. I'm just like, bro, that's the effort. That's the effort, man. I love you. I love you. I love you, man. Mm -hmm. Every day, just I tell him every single day. And I have actually a, <laughs> my favorite song is Man on a Mission. And um, and now he's adapted to it, actually. And he has me play it because I used to play it for him all the time when he was like before it was one. Just while he was sitting with me, I just played on my phone. I'm a man on a mission. And so I just want him to just like always have this like just this tenacity and just know that like I got his back no matter what. And I love him unconditionally, no matter what he does. I'm going to love him unconditionally. And so that's my biggest, biggest thing that I tell him every single day. And, um, and I tell him the effort he gives, like, I just, I, that's all I ask. Like when he, even swimming lessons, like he had, I was just like, but that effort, that effort you gave in every single time is all that matter. You gave a hundred percent. You give a hundred percent, a hundred percent. He came up a little bit short because he was, I was like, but it's okay. And he probably didn't understand the word I was saying, but I just feel like every day he needs to be told, like, just give effort, give effort, man, give effort and never stop. And that, and, and if I can do that into him, then that will, I know that, I know what that did for me from other people, not that are my dad, not my, that I took as father figures and examples. And I've taken that now and, and, and shared it with him. And that's where that all comes from. So it's necessarily not what my dad wouldn't do. It's more of like what the people have done in my life that I've taken and, and run with it. Yeah. I love the fact that, Baby Braden will never feel that hole, that that emptiness, that and that need for acceptance, right? Like you, yeah. have, like you felt, and you give, you're giving that to him. You're tell, yeah. by telling him how much you love him, by letting him know that you've always got his back. He'll never feel that. He'll never feel that emptiness because you're no. you're filling no. that up for him. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's beautiful. Exactly. You're such a great dad, and it's so cool watching watching you be a dad and raising your own baby boy. You know, yeah. so uh, next question is, uh, is there going to be another one in the, in the near future? I don't want to say there'll be another one because I don't want to get uh, people's hopes up, you know, but yes, there will be another one. But, yeah. you know, one day at a time, one day at a time. <laughs> you know, I just do it for him. So uh, that's the only reason I would do it is for him to have somebody. Not for, not for me. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to have a brother and a sister to bitch about your parents yeah. with, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Yes. That's so good, man. All right. Well, now you're like 10 years out of your journey. You're 10 years yeah. out of this thing. Um, what are still, are there, are there any pieces that you still struggle with? 
Oh, dude, anybody that gets on here and says they've got the food and the transformation stuff all figured out, they might as well just go put the weight back on. <laughs> okay. No, you'd like, like, is it? No, they're these, they, it's still a struggle. Like, it, it cause somebody, it's so funny to say that. Somebody messaged me today and it's like, oh, you ever go through this, like, unmotivated, on whatever? Dude, it doesn't mean it just because you were never fat or never overweight doesn't mean you're not motivated. Like, I'm just like, yeah, of course. I said, every day. Like, I'm just like, every, it's, Dude, this, this is not an – okay, we all would love to just go chill, pick up our feet, sip a pina, pina colada, eat whatever we want, have some money just flying in and chilling like well, – no, of course we would all want that and stay just physically fit, but it just doesn't happen, you know? Like, And, the, and I still got to weigh my food. I still got to be accountable. I still got to be – I still love it. I still work. I work out so I can have a reset meal and most nutritionists and most people say that's crazy, but you know what? That's what works for me. So get out of my way. You know, like that's, <laughs> yeah. that's my thing. Like, it's it. just like, dude, you know, like whatever's going to work for you to be successful and be healthy, then do it, you know? And, and so it's just like, it, it's, there's, yeah, this thing just never stops, man. I'm, I, I'll go, I'll literally have, I'll lit just yes. Last week I was telling somebody, I was saying, you know, Five hours ago, this was the same day. Probably, I was so motivated. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then five hours later, I'm like, dude, I, I don't want to go to the gym. I mean, this is just, I want to chill and sit on the couch. I mean, that's just how the ever the the it just goes through your mind all day. It's not a it's not a week. I mean, it's hour by hour, and it's just like like you know, I can listen to this podcast, be fired up, ready to go, and a couple hours, we'll be like, dude, what are we doing? Let's, let's <laughs> yes. You're so real, man. Yeah, but uh, this is this is life. And you, I love it, though, because you still have your standards and you still won't settle for anything less than that. And that's why you're here doing what you're doing right now, which is. Yeah, here. exactly. And you're coaching. You've got your show. You got larger than life. You've got you've got the whole team of people that you've actually helped through their own transition or through their own transformations like you're changing so many other lives and it's so freaking beautiful let me ask you chris was there some piece of of bruce's transformation was there was there a theme or a thing that you looked at when you when you saw him do his journey of transformation that you want to pass along to other people because we're going to kind of wind down here with them well for me it was going back back to what we were talking about earlier and that's just the the piece of of love and forgiveness doing the work doing the work okay. a thousand percent and that was that was without a shadow of a doubt probably the most influential part of of the journey that we went through together that, that I got to ex really got to experience. I got a real I got a front row seat to this thing, and um, that that's the part that changed my life. All right, it was, it was hands down. Bruce, as yeah. we wrap up, we like to uh, do three things with each guest. We're gonna play name that tune. We're gonna do would you rather, and then we're gonna ask you a question about promises. So. Um, you want to do Would You Rather first, or do you want to get into the music segment first? You yeah, I'm get gonna, to choose. I'm going to bomb, bomb the music one, probably, so let's start off with the music. <laughs> start off with the music. All right. All right. Do you have your song ready? I got mine ready. Right, you got go. yours ready as well. Yeah, you go first then. All right, Bruce. All right, I'm gonna you give get you the first three seconds of the song, and if you can identify a title and artist, you got it. You got a point. Okay, here we go. R.P. Al Davis. Yeah. Yeah, Ice Cube. Yeah. Isn't it Ice Cube? <laughs> Let's go. Is it? It's so close. It's the Raiders anthem. Oh, Raiders, Raiders, Raiders anthem. Yes. Thank you. There's so many of them. Yeah, Ice Cube has one too. Yes. Oh my yes, God. Yes, dude. It. Good. I, 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 I need to get something Raiders. like that. All right. <laughs> this is like Al Davis. I, yeah, yeah. That one. I love that one. All right. Here's your second song. I wouldn't be able to know Wait the artist because the guy's like, 
I don't know who he is. Yeah, it's right. Uh, one of those things. Nump and Stressmatic. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> Nobody knows who they are. All right, here's your second song, Bruce. Wake up in the morning feeling like PD. Hey, whatever, girl. My glasses oh, I know. So who is that? Like, uh, Harley B or somebody? No, no, no. Close. Close. It starts it with has a- that. Nicki Minaj. It is not. It is Kesha. Oh, don't they all look the same? Tick tock by Kesha. All right. That's right. That's right. Would you I rather, would you rather, <laughs> Bruce and Chris, would you rather be as rich as Bill Gates or as smart as Albert Einstein? Oh, oh doggy. Rich is out. If rich is out. Um, I would want to be rich. Rich like Bill Gates. I can pay for the smart people. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. I'll, I'll hire smart people. He says. Yeah. I, I would take the wealth of Bill Gates as well because I would imagine sometimes with a high, super high intelligence level, it comes like a, a level of suffering as well. Mm. And so that's that's why I like you know Albert. Man, he he was a part of a lot of incredible projects, but at the same time. Man, you'd imagine where that guy's mind would go when he's sitting by himself. I'll take the money. I think. Okay. How about yourself? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's a good point. I, I mean, I kind of am in line with Bruce. I thought I'll, I'll take the money and I'll hire the smart people because I don't, I, I used to feel like I had to be the smartest person in the room. And now I know I'm in the wrong room if I'm the smartest person in the room. Yeah. Uh, final so question. All, all three of us would take the money. All three Let's of us go. are taking the yes. money. Yeah. And we're hiring smart people. Yes. Um, third question's all yours. My friend, what does keeping promises to yourself mean to you? It means that I win every single day, no matter what. And um, because I have a very simple one. I just never drink regular soda, period. And and it doesn't matter how my day goes to shit or if I miss my workout, mess up my food. I don't drink regular soda and I win every single day. So then it keeps me from going to that place. Like that's, I mean, that's, I'm telling you, man. The promise thing, and people are like, oh, it's one thing. Shut your mouth. Look what Chris told me. Look at 10 years later. Look at over 200 pounds. Look at all the stuff I've done to toot my horn for a little bit. But that's what keeping a power promise does. So quit overanalyzing it. Just do it. That's it. I could have said it better myself. I cannot thank you enough for being here with us, Bruce. It's, yeah, thank you guys. It's been a long time coming, man. I, I, we've, been, we've been looking forward to this for a long time. Oh, so, a brother, yeah, man. man. It's I, been a lot of fun. I love you, brother. Thank you so much love for being you, here. Man. All right. Yeah. Bruce, we're going to let you go and enjoy the rest of your uh, afternoon. And uh, Braden's one lucky little kid, man. You just keep marching. You just keep doing that thing. And if you add more, you add more. But you have already won, Bruce. You have already won. Appreciate it. All thank right, you, guys. We'll All see right, you next buddy. time. Take care. See ya. That guy is so incredible. Isn't he something? Yes. Yeah. And I like that. I love what he said at the end there. Keeping promises means I win. No yeah. matter what, it means I've won at the end of the day. That's it. It's beautiful. Man. Yeah. And and look where look where he is now. Ten year ten years later. I mean, he's just as long as he just keeps those promises, he's he, he'll stay in it. Well, if you need help yeah. keeping promises, uh, are there any good apps out there for that? You know? <laughs> I've heard there's a new one out there that's just breaking the mold of huh? transformation. What's it called? Kept, go to kept-promises.com. Check it out for yourself, actually. And it's uh, that's what it's all about. That's the premise of it. It is keeping promises. Pick one, start where you are, go as far as you want to go. There it is. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our podcast today. The Lululemon 10K Tour is coming up in just a couple of weeks. We hope that you'll sign up and run with us. And we will see you next week for an all-new I Needed That. Have a great week. <laughs>